When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Here they come on third and five. Wilson, boy, somehow escapes. He's going to run for it. Plenty of green grass. Wilson stays in bounds. He's still going. And he's in. Touchdown. Zach Wilson pulling a magic trick. Down the middle, he's got it. Elijah Moore, the 20. Swarmed, swallowed, and sacked. Guess who? You only got one guess. Jermaine Johnson. Here's Brees Hall looking for history. Hall with his 24th straight game with a rushing touchdown into the NCAA record books. Listen. From the playlikeajet.com digital studio. This is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at playlikeajet1. And it is time to talk about the Jets losing 10 to 3 to the New England Patriots to fall to 6 and 4 at Gillette Stadium today. The most heartbreaking way possible with five seconds left in the game on a punt return that everybody assumed was going to set up in overtime. The Patriots returned it for a touchdown. I kept waiting for a flag that never came. And so the Patriots end up winning this one. They go to 6-4. and four. The Jets fall to 6-4. and four. And now the Jets, who are playing for first place, are in last place in the AFC East. What an incredible turn of events. And not in a positive way. So to talk about this, we bring in our friend who covers the Jets, friendj.com, Mr. Andy Vasquez. Andy, what an experience today it must have been for you at Gillette Stadium. Unbelievable experience. It's pretty amazing that in the span of 
I think it was 26 seconds the Jets went from having a chance, like you said, to be in first place to last place in the division. And that's not even the worst part about what happened today. Yes, and we will get into that in a little bit. But first, I want to talk about the general story of the game. And the general story of the game here is that neither team was able to score points. For the Jets, it was because their offense just couldn't do anything. For the Patriots, it was a matter of the wind hurting them and the Jets' defense making clutch plays in key moments. And so what would happen with the Patriots was they were able to move the ball all day. Mac Jones actually was solid, even though the wind was pretty bad. Apparently, the wind didn't affect him the way that it affected Zach Wilson, and we'll get to that a little bit later because Zach Wilson talked about that. And the Patriots were able to run the ball with Damian Harris predominantly. Last time it was Ramondre Stevenson. This time it was Damian Harris. Jacoby Myers got in on the act and played pretty well. The problem for the Patriots was every time they would get down into Jets territory, before they could get close enough to really threaten a touchdown, somebody on the Jets, whether it was Quinnen Williams, Quincy Williams, Carl Lawson, John Franklin Myers, Bryce Huff would get a timely sack, knock the Patriots either out of field goal range entirely or back enough that with the wind, it was going to be a tough field goal attempt for Nick Folk. And Nick Folk missed two field goals. So the wind really hurt the Patriots here with those Folk field goals. And so did the Jets pass rush, which was once again operating at a high level. Quinton Williams was absolutely outstanding again today. And the Jets were more or less bend but don't break the entire day. The defense was letting the Patriots move the ball, but as I said, they weren't letting them in the end zone. And what I kept saying throughout the game was the Jets are going to have to step up at some point and make a play because there's only so many times that the Patriots can knock on the door before they finally burst through the door. And unfortunately for the Jets, that bursting through the door came at the very end of the game on that punt return that we talked about. So Andy, before we get into any of the specifics, That's more or less what the tale of this game was. The Patriots were getting unlucky for a lot of the game, absolutely dominated. If you look at the statistics on paper, it's not even close. You would laugh and say, how were the Jets even in this game? And yet, with under two minutes to go, it was still tied at three. So the Jets were incredibly fortunate to be in this game in the first place. Eventually, the Patriots just needed to make one play to shut the door, and they did. Yeah, absolutely. I mean... I overheard some members of the Patriots uh, media relations staff speaking at the end of the game or after the game. And they said, like, it was a boring game for 59 minutes and 30 seconds. And then it was craziness with that play. And that's really what it was. It was a football game that was hard to watch. Like you said, the Patriots were able to move the ball. And we'll talk about it later. Bill Belichick pointed that out. Um, and the Jets were not able to move the ball. They had two yards of total offense. In the second half, two yards. Um, I, you know, if you look at the drive chart, the Jets didn't have a drive end past their own 35. And I'm not sure. I haven't been able to look back at it closely yet. They may have been past 35 briefly before uh, a negative play. But but the point is, none of their drives ended past their own 35 in the second half. They didn't come close to getting into field goal range. Um, and we're going to talk about Zach Wilson, I'm sure, but he had nine completions in an NFL f- football game. Um, yeah, it, it was bad, and the defense kept them in the game and, and did what it needed to do to win the game. And we said, you know, everybody said leading up to this game, Zach Wilson and the offense was going to have to do something. 
to win this game. Um, they did nothing. They had three points, that was it. And, and the defense held the Patriots' offense to three points, and yet it didn't matter because they made a crucial mistake at the worst possible time and, and paid for it dearly, as you said. So, um, yeah, an all-around just frustration fest for the Jets, and um, the results are, are painful. If they win that game, they're shooing to make the playoffs now at 6-4. and four. Um, It's still there for them, of course, but it's going to be a white-knuckle ride with road games against the Vikings and the Bills and the Seahawks and, and the Dolphins end the season. Uh, four playoff teams. Um, they, they, you'd think they've got to get it, you know, four wins to, to get to 10 wins and make the playoffs. You got three winnable games against the Bears, the Lions, and the Jags, but after what we saw today, is anything uh, a guarantee? Certainly not. So they're going to have to win those three games and then knock off a playoff-caliber team on the road to get to 10 wins now. Um, that seems like a tall task after what we saw today, and, and that doesn't even include whatever emotional baggage they've now procured from from everything that happened today so um it's it, it was a an impactful day for for the jets and, and like you said earlier not in a good way i'm alex rodriguez and i'm jason kelly from bloomberg this is the deal each week you'll hear us in conversation with business icons this show will explore deal making across sports media and entertainment that is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not as uh, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today. At LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. The Jets' defense stepped up time and time and time again and kept them in this game when they didn't deserve it. And they didn't deserve it because the offense was completely absentee. The running game couldn't get anything going. The offensive line had no push. 
Michael Carter, eight carries for 19 yards. James Robinson, seven for 10. Ty Johnson, four for four. The leading rusher on the day was Zach Wilson, three carries for 26 yards when he was running away from pressure. That should tell you all you need to know in terms of the running game. But as far as the passing game, I have to say I was way wrong because last time the Jets played the Patriots, Garrett Wilson had a big day. He had over 100 yards. I thought that his prize picks player projection of 53 was relatively low and that he was going to beat it. So I picked Garrett Wilson as one of my five players in my daily fantasy matchup against the prize picks player projection. Because if you go over there and you pick two to five players, if they do better or worse than their prize picks player projection, you can win up to 10 times the amount of money you put in. I thought that's what was going to happen with me picking Garrett Wilson and some other players. Unfortunately, that didn't happen. I hope you didn't listen to me because maybe you picked some players that beat their prize picks player projection. If you did, you would have won, as I said, up to 10 times the amount of money you put in. You don't play against anybody else. You only play against the prize picks player projection. You don't have to do football either. It could be baseball, basketball, hockey, anything you want. Just go to prizepicks.com. Use the promo code PLAJ when you sign up. And you'll get your first deposit matched up to 100 bucks. So if you put in 100 bucks, they'll match you 100 bucks. Put in 50 bucks, they'll match you 50 bucks. Just go to prizepicks.com, use the promo code PLAJ, and they will match your first deposit up to 100 bucks. And I'll tell you another guy that you definitely would have lost on if you picked him to beat his prize picks player projection. And this is going to be the major story beyond what we already talked about, Andy. And that, of course, is Zach Wilson. Finished the day 9 of 22 for 77 yards. The funny thing is, 34 of those yards came on a long completion to Denzel Mims that had no business being completed. He way underthrew it. And Denzel Mims came back, adjusted, and made a great play. If it wasn't for that, Andy, you're looking at quick math about 40 yards passing on the day. And here's the most troubling part, Andy. Those stats are actually worse than it seems because if you look at the stat sheet, you see zero interceptions. However, Zach Wilson threw a ball that hit Devin McCourty in the chest. He dropped it. He threw a ball that hit Jones in the chest. He dropped it. He threw a ball that easily could have been intercepted by Kyle Duggar. He had his hands on it, and Ty Johnson jumped in, played defensive back, and was able to knock the ball away. So Zach Wilson really should have thrown three interceptions on top of going nine for 22, on the one interception to Devin McCourty when I was watching live, my immediate thought was I don't even know where he was throwing it. Looked at the replay, looked like he was trying to throw it to an open Tyler Conklin, just threw the ball about 10 feet over his head. He couldn't hit the broad side of a barn today, Andy. He threw the ball about 10 feet over the head of Braxton Berrios, who was so wide open, and it was a very easy throw. He was right there. It was maybe a yard or two from the line of scrimmage. This was as bad of a performance as you will ever see from a quarterback. It was incredible. And the sad thing is, Andy, with two minutes left in the game, it was still 3-3. The Jets got the ball back. They had two timeouts. They very easily could have driven down the field and gotten a field goal. But as you said, they just could not get any yardage. And at that point, I had said the Jets have to put Mike White in this game, try and escape New England with the win get that field goal. All they had to do was get about 40 or 50 yards for a legitimate scoring opportunity. Instead, they stuck with Zach Wilson. It was the usual. He almost threw an interception. They ended up punting anyway. And then, of course, the Patriots took that punt to the house for a touchdown. 
when you watch Zach Wilson, and this has become clearer and clearer with each game, Andy, he just cannot handle pressure, and he holds the ball way too long. And Warren Sharp has done some really good research on this. Zach Wilson is the worst quarterback since 2000 with the requisite number of starts when it comes to production, when under pressure, and when he holds the ball past two and a half seconds, which he does on a very regular basis. And so you watch this again, and the Patriots pressured him, and he just could not do anything. And that's why people were trying to come up with reasons for why he struggled in this game and struggled in the first Patriots game, but not against the Bills. It's because the Bills were not able to effectively pressure Zach Wilson, but the Patriots were. And yes, you can say that Zach Wilson is a really good quarterback from a clean pocket, but this is the NFL. Quarterbacks have to be able to have some level of success when under pressure and they have to be able to get the ball out relatively quickly and Zach Wilson is as bad as it gets in both of those categories like I said Robert Sala made a big mistake here twice because the drive before that he could have put Mike White in and of course the Jets went three and out and then they had another chance with two minutes left to put Mike White in and try to salvage this and they didn't and I was joking on Twitter Andy usually you get a whole list of excuses for Zach Wilson so I'm going to read off a couple of them the offensive line was bad he was running for his life New England's defense they're really good at least he didn't have any turnovers his receivers dropped passes his receivers couldn't get open the running backs couldn't do anything Mike LaFleur Floor is a bad play caller. Robert Sala made questionable decisions. All young quarterbacks struggle against Bill Belichick. You hear this constantly with Zach Wilson, people making excuses for him. And I think this game finally turned a lot of those people because you could not have watched this game and thought anything other than this kid is entirely lost. And I don't know how you fix the major flaws that we're talking about. If he can't even get out of his own way when he's pressured, if he can't get rid of the ball at this stage of the game, I don't know that they're ever going to be able to improve that to a workable level. And I was saying after the game, let's be real about this, Andy. Not only do they have to consider going in another direction at the end of the season in the two names that you're going to hear a lot are Jimmy Garoppolo, who is a free agent, familiar with the coaching staff. They don't have to make any trade for him. They would just have to sign him. He could fit right into this system. He knows it well. And at least you know that he can quarterback an offense at a capable level. The other guy would be Derek Carr who is having trouble right now with the Raiders. The Raiders have a bad roster, and so Carr's not a guy that's necessarily going to elevate an offense, but if you have a team that's ready to win, he's somebody that you can win with. Same thing with Jimmy Garoppolo, and I posted this. Jimmy Garoppolo, eight games this season, 11 touchdowns, four interceptions, a 100 quarterback rating, 8.1 yards per attempt, 1,931 yards passing, 67% completion. Derek Carr, 15 touchdowns, 5 interceptions, 91.6 quarterback rating, 6.8 yards per attempt, 2,435 yards passing, 62.4% completion percentage. Zach Wilson, 7 games. Four touchdowns, five interceptions, 72.6 quarterback rating, 1,279 yards, 7.2 yards per attempt, which is the only halfway decent number among these, and 57.5% completion percentage. That's the difference between quarterback competence and quarterback incompetence. And Andy, this roster is strong enough to make a run in the playoffs. But to have a puncher's chance, they have to have a quarterback that can at least perform 
at a reasonably competent level, and Zach Wilson has shown nothing to indicate that he'll be able to do that against the better teams and the better defenses. And so at this point, not only do they have to consider moving off of him at the end of the year and bringing in somebody like Jimmy Garoppolo or Derek Carr because they don't want to waste that playoff window, but even now, the rest of the season, with Mike White being the only other option, I mentioned bringing him in late in this game to try and steal a victory from New England. Well, we're going to get into what Zach Wilson said after the game and what the locker room mood is right now. The Jets may have to make a change at this point just because they have a playoff roster and they cannot have a quarterback who's straight up losing them games and giving them absolutely no chance to win. That's unacceptable with a roster this good and a defense this good. So Zach Wilson will probably start against the Bears, but if he plays anything like this in that game, Robert Sala is going to have to give every consideration to pulling him and going with Mike White. Yeah, I think Robert Sala made a mistake today against the Patriots and, and not uh, pulling him in the fourth quarter, either on that first drive with about, I think it was like nine minutes left or, or on the, the last drive when they took over in the, in the final few minutes and had a chance because um, like at that point, I mean, it wasn't happening and, and, we can talk about all the pressure and all that stuff, and it's true. He's terrible under pressure, but it's also, uh, you know, if he's missing the bunny throws, like the mm-hmm. one you talked about, the Braxton Berrios, or uh, there are countless others. I mean, not countless because he only threw the ball, what, 22 times, but, um, you know, there was, there was five, six, seven others where he just totally missed the guy by a mile. Uh, what what are we doing here? I mean, it just wasn't happening, and they had a real chance to win that game, and uh, they they weren't going to, you know, they were going to have to get lucky to win it with Zach Wilson in there. And I think, you know, the Jets like to talk about how mentally tough Zach Wilson is, and how nothing rattles him, and how they they believe in him. Well, if they believe in him that much, and that he's that mentally tough, then they should have been able to bench him for the final five minutes of the game and say after the game, he's still our quarterback, even if somebody else won it, but they didn't clearly feel like they could do that. Um, and, and that I think is telling in many ways because uh, you know, we're going to have a lot of time. I mean, we're going to spend a lot of time on what Zach Wilson said. So I think I can get into some of the other stuff that was said after the game. Now, Robert Sala said he never considered benching Zach Wilson in this game, which to me is a mistake because um, it, needed to be considered the way he played it needed to be considered because they were as you said 50 40 yards away from just going down the field kicking a field goal and winning this game and they weren't going to be able to do that with zach wilson in there and they didn't do that with zach wilson in there and um it was bad i mean it's just there's there's no other way to put it it was bad it's not um you know, this is his 20th start. Um, I, I get it. You know, I'm a person who preaches patience and, and don't, don't want to judge somebody at this stage in their career. But, I mean, it just wasn't – this can't happen. You can't have that kind of performance 20 starts into your career where you're just inept, um, absolutely inept. And that's what this was. Uh, he was not even serviceable out there today um and it there are there are other factors uh you know dan feeney 
filling in for Nate Herbig. Who would have thought that would make such a big difference? But that did not go well, and and the offensive line was not good today. And I think that had a lot to do with what you saw in the run game. Uh, but for Zach Wilson to be, I mean, you need a quarterback to be able to, you know, deal with some stuff and 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 get you some yards at least, the very least. And he he was incapable of doing that. And it's the, you know the Patriots game plan was pretty obvious. You know, stop the run and make Zach Wilson beat us. And they knew they'd be in a position to win this game if they did that. And they sure were. And, and, and they capitalized. So um, it wasn't anything mystical that Bill Belichick did. Uh, and while it felt like you know this once again the same kind of nonsense you see when the Jets play the Patriots, and there's a reason they've lost 13 or now 14 straight games to them. Um, this was preventable, and and it's hard to believe that you put anybody else in there, any any sort of competent NFL quarterback. And you know the Patriots' defense is, is good, but they're not even as good as the as the Jets' defense. And it's not like Mac Jones is, you know, this guy who's lighting it up, but he was still able to complete, you know, you know over eighty percent of his passes and. Um, drive the Patriots up and down the field against a better defense than the defense the Jets were facing today. And and if you can't have your, your quarterback, who's the number two overall pick in the draft, even able to do that, what are we doing here? Andy, we're going to talk about what was said in the locker room after the game, and this was one of the more illuminating post-game pressers, and not in a positive way, that we've had in quite a while. In fact, I would say might be the most illuminating post-game presser since you've joined the beat, and you joined in 2016. But before we get to that, anything we need to know injury-wise? All right, so with Herbig, yeah, he just didn't, he never, the intention was for him to play this week. He was dealing with a shin injury. But Salah said he, he didn't feel comfortable um, at when he warmed up and they'd already released the inactives. So um, when they when they warmed up in the pregame, he didn't feel good and they're hoping they can get him back next week. Michael Carter also left the game. The cornerback, Michael Carter, ended up coming back. So he's okay. Brandon Eccles also left the game. Um, he said he had some stuff come up, but I, I think they think Eccles is fine. So um Anyway, that was the injury situation today. Um, no major issues in the end for the Jets. So that I guess that's encouraging. Andy, let's go inside the locker room. And you touched on what Robert Salas said a little bit. I want you to get into that and some of the other players. But really the story here is what Zach Wilson said. I still can't believe some of the words that came out of his mouth. I'm going to let you describe it because you were there as it was happening. And you must have been stunned that he was saying what he was saying. But I'll say this. I would imagine that at this point, after hearing what he said, the defensive players must be ready to strangle him. The offensive players, I'm sure, are just about right there with the defensive players. And we're at a point where Zach Wilson is rapidly losing the locker room, gaining enemies by the day, and pretty soon he is not going to have any allies left in his corner Robert Sala may find himself at a point where not only does he have to bench Zach Wilson because Wilson's not getting the job done on the field, he may have to bench him because the locker room is going to go through a mutiny if he doesn't. I think we're we're close. Um, I, you know, I don't know if it's personal and uh, anything like that, but I think the vibe in the locker room was not good today. And I'll just just walk you through 
my experience. Um, obviously, that was an insane ending. So, um, you know, in order to write it, it takes some time. And then logistically getting down there, there's a ele- one elevator from the press box that is not uh, reliable. <laughs> so by the time I got into the the interview room, I'm, I'm looking to where the interview room is because it seems to be in a different weird place in this building every time we come here um i'm kind of looking for it and i see zach wilson and a pr guy walking in and and they had it in the first room that's closest to the tunnel and closest to the locker room and so zach wilson walks in i think solid probably started two minutes earlier so he walks into robert sala's news conference and sala is answering questions and you know, I, I grabbed a seat and, and Zach Wilson standing in the back of the room and all and all the questions are basically like, what's up with Zach Wilson? Do you need, did you think of benching him? Did you think of, you know, taking him out of the game? And, and Zach Wilson is sitting there listening to all of that before he goes on. So, and he didn't seem to be enjoying it. Um, I could tell you that much. So that kind of sets the tone. And then Zach Wilson gets up there and, you know, the first question is something about, you know what why didn't it work today and he just he it, i'll just kind of go over what he said and he said i think all around as far as executing we weren't able to move the chains they were doing a good job of making it hard for us to get easy ones in the past game couldn't establish the run game and then obviously i had some that i want back i uh, gotta find a way in these conditions so if, if you listen over that that's that seems like you know some excuses um then I asked him, when your defense is playing as well as it is, how frustrating is it to not be able to get anything going? And this was the closest probably he came to accountability. Um, he says, yeah, it's super frustrating. It was a frustrating day, of course. I feel like I had some balls that got away from me. Um, but we got to find ways on offense. we got to do some digging, watch the film, see what we can do better. for him. So he admitted he had some balls that got away from him. And, and as he said in the first answer, something similar. And then it, it just kind of went off the rails from there. Um he was asked, you know, you played New England and, and moved the ball well three weeks ago. Did they do anything different than what they did last time? And here we go. Um, no, it was the same. I think you got to take into account it's windy as hell out there too, guys. There's times when you can't just completely try to take these shots down on the field. You can see how much it's, it's moving out there. So we're trying to establish the run game. Same with the Patriots. We're trying to do as well. They're not out there chucking the ball 30, 40 yards down the field either, but I got to find a way to make the easy ones on the sideline and try to let my guys get on the outside and run. It really comes down to execution. So the the wind was obviously a factor, but again, Mac Jones completed almost all of his passes in the same conditions. So uh, don't know what he was going for there. And then um, it just, it just kind of went from there. I mean, uh, he he, basically it came down to it at the end or, or this was another breathtaking answer which uh, I, again I don't know why he gave this answer it, it seems pretty simple to just say like I need to be better than I was on a day when I completed nine passes but he didn't say that and I'm sure part of it is like you know he hasn't faced a lot of, he didn't face a lot of criticism at BYU and he's the number two overall pick and he's trying to control the narrative. I'm sure about like, it's not as bad as it looks, but you know, he's also a player in a locker room with a team that is 
pretty good and, and clearly pretty frustrated. Um, you know, several guys coming off the field weren't able to hide their frustrations. They went into the tunnel. Um, Garrett Wilson, you know, Will Parks. I mean, they, they did, you know, they had outbursts in front of people who were standing there watching. So um, anyway, his response to, to he was asked about receivers looking frustrated on the sideline and on the field after he missed them. And, and he says, um, we're all close. We're all talking, communicating. There's stuff I want them to do different and I guess get frustrated as well. There's stuff that I missed to throw high and they're frustrated as well. It goes both ways. This isn't anyone pointing fingers here. This is everybody taking accountability here and everyone's trying to get better. Um, and, you know, in a vacuum, that quote doesn't sound so bad, but like when you can consider the context and how upset everyone was and, and the way this game goes for him to be saying, you know, I'm frustrated with receivers too uh, on a day when he missed you know, again, he threw a ball 10 feet over Brad. He threw a ball that was thrown way too hard and so high over Braxton Berrios' head that by the time Braxton Berrios jumped to try to get it, it was already past him and he gave up. So, uh, you know, I, I just, why are you talking about uh, you being frustrated with receivers as well? Uh, I, you know, it, read the room, man. I don't, I don't know what else to say. Anyway, at the end, he was asked, um, you know, do you guys as an offense and, and you, do you take, do you feel like you let the defense down on a day when the defense gave up three points and the offense only scored three points? Um, and he, he said, no, no, I don't. And, and it was, the tone wasn't great either. Um, and then, you know, you went into the locker room and he was clearly, you know, on edge after that. And you could see he was still mad in the locker room and, having an animated discussion with Mike White, um, you know, about whatever he was frustrated with. And so it, did, it just wasn't a good vibe. And then you have Garrett Wilson on the other side of the locker room talking about how he's tired of this, you know, um, S word and it's not good enough. This, you know, swearing multiple times. And, you know, he was asked directly about the quarterback play and, and he gave an answer where there was, you know, no, no finger pointing, but, you know, there was vague, it was vague there and it made it clear that, you know, there, there's clearly an issue. Um, and the defensive players, they said all the right things, but they were clearly shell-shocked. And I think, you know, there, there's just frustration all over the locker room. Um, and, and it's something you can feel. It's something you can... Uh, see, it's and and for Wilson to kind of have the the vibe or, and the attitude he had, where um, I, I guess the best way to put it is this: um, Justin Hardy was the gunner on the punt return that that ended up being the decisive play of the game. Justin Hardy, I think, he got triple teamed on that play, um, got taken out of it. Was not his fault. There were other guys who messed up on that play multiple other guys if you look at it you can see um justin hardy says that's it's on me uh i need to be better i'm the captain of the special teams unit you know it's not 100 percent on me but like ultimately when it comes down to it it's on me i take responsibility i'm heartbroken um and i gotta be better and and that's what you would wanted have wanted to hear from zach wilson um i, I understand it's a weird thing because we want players to be real and, and say what's really on their minds 
and um, and then someone like me rips him for not saying the right thing. But um, sometimes, like you got to know when to not say exactly what's on your mind and 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 say something with the rest of the locker room in mind. And Zach Wilson did not do that today. Justin Hardy did, and and I think that you can see the the difference in uh, maturity and and whatever you want to call it, leadership. Um, Justin Hardy acted like a guy who was a captain after this game, and, and Zach Wilson didn't. And and you know, again, twentieth career game. I, I feel bad ripping him to this extent, almost, but it's just the, the reality of the situation. Um, he's he's a young kid. He's still trying to figure it out, but he clearly has not. And um, I, I do think it's it's you know an issue going forward because the Jets played two games against the Patriots where they're good enough to win. Um, Zach Wilson didn't play well enough in those games for the for them to win, and I don't think it is all his fault. And I can understand where there would be some frustration, and he's in a high pressure situation and. Um, you know, I, I, I can empathize with that and, and I'm sure it's not pleasant. What do you experience after the Bills game, or I'm sorry, after the Patriots game for that week? This week is not going to be pleasant. It's going to be worse. I mean, maybe, you know, he'll benefit from the World Cup being a thing and Thanksgiving and, and maybe he'll avoid some of the heat because of that, but he's going to catch more heat because... Um, not only was he not good enough on the field against the Patriots this time, but he didn't set the right tone in the locker room or at the post-game podium after. And um, that's, you know, again, it, it's it's not pleasant and it's not, um, I take no joy in, in kind of trashing or whatever this is, just, just talking about what, hap- what happened, what the reality is with, with a guy who's 23 years old and, you know, I wouldn't want to be judged for the way I behaved at 23 either, but I'm also not a, you know, number two overall pick who's making millions of dollars. So um, he wasn't good enough today on the field. He wasn't good enough today at the post-game podium and um, in terms of setting the tone. And and I think all of that, that matters. And it is, it is an issue moving forward because um, you want guys – in leadership positions to show um, accountability and not accountability with strings attached. And, and he didn't do that today. So um, it, it, he, yeah, he has a lot to, to a lot of growing up to do. And, and that was painfully apparent on and off the field in Foxborough today. Andy Vasquez covering the Jets for NJ.com. Thanks so much for coming on and breaking down the Jets' heart-wrenching 10-3 loss at Foxborough today in which they went from potentially being first in the AFC East to now last in the AFC East. And if the season were to end today, out of the playoff picture, unfortunately. Really appreciate you jumping on with me. Hope you have a fantastic Thanksgiving. We will talk again next Sunday after the Jets and the Bears. In the meantime, I know you've got plenty of material coming up over at NJ.com. What do you got cooking over the next couple of days? It's specifically into the comments that Garrett Wilson made after the game and how revealing they were. We'll break down the the game losing play for the Jets and and how that happened and, and, you know, what went into it. 
um, how basically in the span of 26 seconds, they went from uh, the top of the AFCs to the bottom and uh, a whole lot more at NJ.com. And, and you can read my, my breakdown of, you know, Robert Sala also, um, I don't know if I'm supposed to swear on this, but I'm going to do it anyway because he said it in the post-game press conference. He said when he was asked about the offense in the second half, which gained two yards, he said it was dog shit, and you can't argue with that. And then I kind of jumped off of that into Zach Wilson's night and her day and and everything that came of that. And, uh, you know, we're going to look at should Zach Wilson be on a tight leash? Spoiler alert, yes. Um, but I'll explain why. Uh, you know, piece coming up on NJ.com. So a lot of, a lot of stuff, and and this season isn't over for the Jets at six and four. But as I talked about earlier, things just got a lot harder. Make sure you check out everything Andy's going to be writing about that and everything else this week over at NJ.com. Check out everything we've got up at PlayLikeAJet.com and the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel. The Thunder from down under Luke Grant has some awesome All Twenty Two breakdowns up on our channel youtube.com slash play like a jet visit our store tpublic.com that's teepublic.com we've got the john franklin myers quentin williams bless you thank you shirt the zach says go long shirt the zach the ripper shirt the play like a jet logo shirt caps mugs hoodies it's all there tpublic.com that's teepublic.com and be sure to give us a five-star review for the podcast on itunes if you haven't done that already easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing doesn't take you much time doesn't cost you any money but it goes a long way to help us out so if you can go ahead and do that for us we'd be quite grateful and for the latest and greatest in new york jets podcasts and content you know where to go that's play like a jet digital and play like a jet.com hello it is ryan and i was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com i looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing they're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. 
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.